All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. It is Christmas week. It is championship week. It's time to get some dubs and fill up our Santa sack with victories this week. Get them rings, get them trophies out. Absolutely. It's time. time. All right, so a real quick recap of week 15 before we move into the week 16 stuff. Your top three performers at all your positions. Number three, your quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, 338 yards, three touchdowns, 63 yards rushing, one touchdown. Number two quarterback of the week, Josh Allen, 359 yards passing, two touchdowns, 33 yards on the ground, two scores. And your number one quarterback of the week, Ryan Tannehill, 273 yards passing, three touchdowns, 21 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns that he stole from Derrick Henry. That he did, that he did. Definitely stolen from Henry there. Your top three running backs of the week. Number three, Dalvin Cook, 132 yards rushing, one touchdown, five receptions, 27 yards. He came out and broke the curse against the the Bears this week for him. Uh, Good to see Dalvin Cook get going against Chicago. Uh, Speaking of Chicago, at number two, David Montgomery, 146 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, one reception, 16 yards. Number one, Tony Pollard. 69 yards rushing, two touchdowns, six receptions, 63 yards. Last minute swap for me to keep me out of that last place spot. Last minute switch, putting Tony in. So Tony's right there where Zeke should have been almost all year. year. Tony might have had a better performance than Zeke has since week three. Probably. Um, Your number three, or your top three uh, wide receivers. Uh, Number three, Marvin Jones Jr. 10 receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins, nine receptions, 163 yards, one score. Number one, Calvin Ridley, 10 receptions, 163 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs right there at number four, still up there in the top five, just like he has been all year. Yeah, we definitely might have been wrong on him falling out um, and yeah. him not being there at the beginning of the year. It's time to, to trust uh, Stephon Diggs. And, and Josh Allen. Maybe more so Josh Allen than Stephon Accuracy Diggs. Accuracy has been there. Big, yes. big improvement this big, year. Big improvement. Your top three tight ends. Number three, Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. Number two, Logan Thomas, 13 receptions for 101 yards. And number one, Darren the Baller Waller, with nine receptions, 150 yards, and one touchdown. Now their number eight is Tyler Conklin for Minnesota. Guys, don't 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 hop on it. Don't chase those points for your championship. A lot had to do with who they played, getting the ball out quick. Also, I believe Rudolph and Irv Smith both missed that game. Or, or so Conklin got a lot of extra runs. So I wouldn't go out jumping on that wagon. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely solid point. Um, so that wraps up your big performers of the week. Without further ado, we're going to hit the injury report, and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about some impact for championship weeks due to that injury report. Um, on your injury report, you got James Robinson. Not sure how severe it is. He did leave with an ankle injury after a pretty decent game, pretty good output for him. Uh, Cam Akers has already been ruled out against Seattle this week. Um, with so a high ankle injury. With a high yes. ankle injury. So it wouldn't be surprised not to see him again until the playoffs. Um the actual playoffs, obviously. And uh, CEH might be done for the year. CEH got hurt pretty bad. He got pretty banged up. Another uh, high ankle to yeah. a running back. Not good to see. Not good at all. So both of them, 
both of them are probably out for your playoff for your championship. Another name that is most definitely out for your playoffs is Raheem Mostert, who is headed to the injured reserve with Again. an ankle injury as well. Um, Derek Carr suffered a groin injury there on um, Thursday night. Um, it is possibly missing some action. And then from your game last night, uh, Eric Ebron took that big hit to his back. Uh, team was worried that there was some internal organ damage, maybe some uh, issues to the spinal column. Uh, the uh, MRI came back negative on all that, which is good, but they also said they're not going to rush him back. So that's another name to keep your eye on if you have him as your tight end. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely keep an eye on. Uh, let's get into some of the value menus, some of the guys that we could be picking up to help replace these guys. With Derek Carr going out, I'm going to jump straight into it. Marcus Mariota had a phenomenal game. I believe he finished in the top ten of quarterbacks after yes. after uh, this whole week was done. Mariota, I guarantee you, is out there on most waivers. Yeah, and if, if, if you're a guy who's been streaming quarterbacks all year, um, you haven't had a solid guy, if Marcus Mariota is available and you're playing in the championship week uh, – I would not hesitate to pick him up and throw him in there. He looked really good in John Gruden's offense last week. He did look good, and he is very uh, streaming option. They do have a tough matchup this week. We'll get into it when we start breaking down these Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Uh, num- number two on the waiver wire, um, again, we just brought up CEH possibly being out. Um, so uh, Le'Veon Bell looks to be the guy, um, at least the high-profile name there. He uh, did um, – do okay with CEH out this week. Um, so Le'Veon Bell, obviously he's probably owned in most leagues, um, but he's definitely a guy to get into a flex spot against Atlanta this week if you have him. Absolutely. Uh, he played uh, – hang on, where did I just put that? He played 32% of the snaps this week, but in that 32% of the snaps he did find 15 carries. He had 62 yards. He had a touchdown. Obviously we all know what Le'Veon Bell is capable of. I – wouldn't hesitate to throw him into one of those flex spots. Absolutely. Even maybe an RB2 this week. Absolutely. Uh, he could he could be the guy to win you a championship. Uh, just like C.J. Anderson a couple years ago there. And, and, uh, when Gurley went down. Yeah, and, uh, the Rams. Uh, yeah, they were the, Ram, they were the Los Angeles Rams still then. Um, so, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, could you win you a title if he's out there on Absolutely. waivers? Absolutely. I got him. I got him on in about 65% of leagues. So, he is out there on some waivers. Perfect. Um, another name to get out is uh, Daryl Henderson. He's probably not um, on your waivers, but if he is, Daryl Henderson could be stepping in for a big, big role. He's shown what he can do when he does get that big role. So Daryl Henderson, therefore, the Rams is a uh, a big name to go pick up. And if you need to plug him in, plug him in. Absolutely. Um, another name moving right along who's going to benefit from some injuries, um, Tevin Coleman. Uh, is going to be available in a lot of leagues because he hasn't done anything this year. He's been often injured himself. Um, Raheem Mostert's on the IR. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. got banged up this week as well, left the game early and is doubtful for this week. So Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon could be the only two healthy backs uh, in the San Francisco uh, backfield this week and uh, maybe worth picking up. I don't know if I'd start either one of them necessarily. Um, They do have a semi-tough Tough opponent this week in Arizona against the run. Um, but, again, if you were starting Mostert and that was your best option, it's probably worth going to get McKinnon or Coleman. Yeah, def- I mean, we all know San Francisco likes to lean on the run if they can. So, Absolutely. if Coleman gets going, which we all know Shanahan does have trust in Coleman. Absolutely. He could get moving and he could get moving quick. Uh, you got any more names on your value? I've, I don't yeah, really so, see too many. So, again, he, is, he was the um, – well, I'll save that one for, for just a second. The first one I want to mention is Ito Smith. 
Edo Smith is going to be the, the lead back in Atlanta now, which isn't saying a whole lot because they haven't been used much, um, especially not when Matt Ryan comes out in a uh, post-game press conference and says the game plan was for him to be thrown from start to finish. He threw 49 passes this week, which uh, is up there for a career high with him. It's definitely a season high. Um, Finished right outside, or right inside the top five. Yeah. So it was a good game for Mr. Matt Ryan. So Edo Smith, and he, Edo Smith is more of a pass-catching back than Gurley has been this year at least. Um, so Edo Smith could be available in most leagues, uh, and he's the starter in Atlanta. So it's it's a possible uh, roll of the dice there. Um, and the last the last name I have on the value menu because uh, again in short leagues he's probably not rostered, um, but Tony Pollard is definitely in my mind he's he's earned a role whether Zeke's healthy or not moving forward, especially in this season which is pretty much lost for the Cowboys. Um, It'd definitely be nice to see um, if Tony Pollard can have some kind of standalone value, whether Zeke's there or not. Absolutely. Tony Pollard has had such a phenomenal game this week that he could have solidified himself getting more snaps when Zeke is healthy. If Zeke is out, he's going to obviously take advantage of it. So, I mean, Tony Pollard, if he's not rostered, which would be crazy if he's not, he should have been rostered. He should have been cuffed, but yeah. if that handcuff didn't snake him. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard is another name. If Zeke sits out another game, Tony Pollard could be another league winner. Absolutely. Look what he did. He was top three back this week. So, Absolutely. phenomenal. So, let's get into some uh, – let's let's jump right into the Tony Pollard ex- explosion of this week. Did Tony Pollard – I want to ask, did Tony Pollard do enough <laughs> to have the Cowboys maybe sit back, evaluate, and think of maybe trying to move on from Zeke and have Tony Pollard as the stud there. Did Tony Pollard at least show enough to maybe move this to a committee? What do you think? I think Tony Pollard showed enough that he should have a role going forward. Um, when you have a back of, of the caliber of Zeke, granted Zeke's having his probably worst year of his career, um, even counting the, the year where he missed six games for suspension, he did much more than he has this year. Um, outside of having a role carved out for Tony Pollard, I don't know if it's a committee. Um, Tony Pollard's already had had several carries a game. It's not like Zeke's getting every touch there like James Robinson is in Jacksonville. Um, but should his role improve? Yes. Not to the point where it's a committee necessarily. And I still don't think the Cowboys are going to move on from Zeke. He, he, I mean, he's Zeke's the type of player who puts butts in seats, um, you know, and uh, Jerry likes to see Jerry World packed. Um, so I, I don't think you see Zeke go anywhere at least not unless something develops in between now and then. If Tony Pollard does come out and it's a 50-50 split, maybe you see Zeke say, hey, I'm not here for this, whatever, and become disgruntled, similar to the way Carson Wentz is in Philadelphia. But I personally, I don't believe that, that Zeke's role will be um, taken over. I think Zeke's contract's way too much for Dallas to be yes. sitting back. They either got to move him or start him and play him. Uh, I think Zeke feeds off of the energy of of Jerry World there. And I think that might be one of the things missing because we all know he likes to do that feed me and everything else. He loves to feel the energy. I think that might be one thing, plus the banged-up line doesn't help. Yeah, absolutely. So I do. I think I think it's still Zeke's backfield, but I think Pollard has carved out some type of role. Absolutely. Uh, let's get on to uh, the J.K. Dobbins takeover of the Ravens' backfield. Now, he hasn't fully taken over. Yes, he's led the, led the backfield in snap percentage. He's also led the backfield in touches. Uh, the last two weeks, he had 61% of the snaps and 54% of the snaps. 
But when he's on the field, he's getting the carries. He got 13 carries uh, last or in week 14. He had 14 in week 15. Uh, and what's what's amazing is he's also had a fumble both those weeks. But the coaching staff is still letting him get out there and take over that. Uh, that Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch this week, which was kind of shocking to me. Absolutely. Made me extremely more comfortable of starting J.K. Dobbins this week. Uh, he had 14 totes this week for 64 yards and a tutty, and he also caught a pass for 17 yards. I think J.K. Dobbins has solidified himself as the number one back there in Baltimore. I, I think J.K. Dobbins will be the lead back of a running back by committee there, at least for the remainder of this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the teams are able to get back to having a full training camp and things of that nature, if the coaching staff gives him more of the reins next year than this year. But I, I would definitely agree that J.K. Dobbins is the lead horse there, but it will it will stay a, a somewhat committee moving forward. It's amazing. We, we talked about this preseason uh, before we started this podcast here about how all these rookie running backs could have came out and probably coming out of training camp probably could have been the lead back for most of their teams. You got your DeAndre Swift, who's now taking over the reins there in Detroit. You got your D.K. Dobbins, who's now starting to take over the reins there in Baltimore. Jonathan Taylor started off real slow, got got held back a little bit when Naeem Hines is blowing up, and now Jonathan Taylor's doing his thing. These rookie running backs, and what's funny is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the one that had the the red carpet rolled out to him, set up for success, hasn't been the greatest. He, and he's, he's been up there, but he just hasn't lived, lived up to that first-round hype. And not only did he have the red carpet rolled out for him, all the world and the opportunity to shine, he wasn't doing enough, so the team traded for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I mean, um, they signed him, signed, him, yes. signed him off of waivers, correct. But I, I think that speaks volumes to what the front office and coaching staff thinks they have. Um, and Clyde Edwards-Elair. So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward in the offseason there. Let's hit one more name. You, uh, We talked about him, I believe, last week out on the waiver wire, or the value menu. Jalen Hurts balling out, having this Lamar Jackson-esque season. Over the last two weeks, he had 106 rushing yards two weeks ago. He had 63 rushing yards. That is huge when it comes down to a quarterback. He And he's, it, it's not just don't, him running. Don't he, you dare ever compare this man to Lamar Jackson. Read me Jalen Hurts' passing stats from this week. Passing stats. Uh, this past week, he was 24 for 44. Okay, then, but, but less than 50% completed. Or just over 50%, sorry. 338 yards and three touchdowns. When's the last yes, time Lamar did. Jackson threw for 338 yards? I couldn't tell you. I could possibly okay. look it up if you really want me to. But two weeks ago, he only threw for 167 yards with 17 pass attempts, or with 30 pass attempts. So I say Lamar Jackson esque because of the rushing ability. Yes, he is. He's shown that he's a better passer than um, Lamar Jackson. But this is the shock and awe of a new quarterback starting. We saw this. We've seen this a lot this year with Justin Herbert coming out. Joe Burrow came out and balled out his first few games. Uh, Tua struggled that one game, but he didn't really struggle. That defense carried him that one game. These rookies have come out and shown that they're here to be starters. They're here to play. Absolutely. Um, Walker, i got to put you on the spotlight here because behind the scenes we've been having this little back-and-forth argument about this uh, Philadelphia quarterback situation. Um, one of us, I won't name, feels the Carson Wentz time is over with. One of us is still kind of clinging to the idea it may not be. What do we think is going to happen there moving forward, even in the next year? Carson Wentz is going to be traded this offseason. His contract's way too big to be a backup. He's come out and he's whined and said he doesn't want to be a backup. Um, I'm sorry, you, you hit the nail on the head earlier this week when you said it. Maybe you should have played better if you don't want to be a backup. Absolutely. But uh, Carson Wentz's time, I think, is, is, is 
closing really, really fast there in Philly. He better hope Jalen Hurts slips and falls if he's going to get back in. Absolutely. Uh, and it's also worth noting, uh, at least from a fantasy um, impact, Jalen Hurts makes everybody around him more relevant in the fantasy world than Carson Wentz has, at least for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, the pass catchers get to catch the ball and not get thrown five feet over their head. And, it, and the passing game being able to um, be a real threat is going to open running lanes for Miles Sanders moving forward. Absolutely, Miles Sanders. So it's nice to see. One last thing I want to hit on before we start jumping into these games. Father Time took the weekend off this week. And what I mean by that is the old-timers, the gnarly vets – the old heads got it done this week. You had a host of older-named players find the end zone this week. Larry Fitzgerald found the end zone. For his, for his first touchdown of the season, which extends it to, a, uh, I believe, a record 17 straight seasons with at least one touchdown. Absolutely. Uh, another name that scored a touchdown for the first time this season, Des Bryant, Got to see the X thrown up in the end zone yeah. for a, for the first time in a long while. Le'Veon Bell found the end zone. Frank Gore found found the end zone, and Antonio Brown found the end zone. Father Time let these guys shine this week. It was at least from if for nothing else, it was cool to see as a fan of football um, to see the oldest group of players collectively score touchdowns in the same week. Um, you know, Frank Gore's 40 years old, giving all of us old guys hope that we might be able to turn back the clock and lace up them cleats again. I'm just kidding. Nobody pull a hammy. But it no, was a lot nice of people have pulled hammies this year. It was nice to see uh, some of the old guys get some, get some reps and some, some time in this week. So, without further ado, let's jump into these games Let's break down the playoff implications for championship week, third place week, and to avoid being the biggest loser, let's let's get these people some things to think about. So the first thing we got to bring up is Santa's bringing a present to all of us NFL fans in the way of a Christmas Day football game with a lot of talent involved. It's not going to be a snooze fest. There's a lot of big names in it. Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. Playoff implications on the line for both of these teams as well. Um, I'll pick a winner. New Orleans is going to win this game, I think, pretty easily. I do think, and when I mean easily, I mean probably by a touchdown at least. Um, but this this game has so many impactful players for a championship game, which is crazy to be on a short week going into your championship because nobody really likes to play short week players. But you got your Dalvin Cook. Can you bench him? No. Okay, no. you got uh, Justin Jefferson. Can you bench him? No. no. Adam Thielen? No. no. Alvin Kamara? No. Uh, some of you guys have been using Latavius Murray there in your flex. I, I don't recommend it again. But um, you know, Breeze is back now, too, so Kamara's going to start seeing an uptick. Michael Thomas on the IR. you got a lot of big names. This game could set – a lot of weeks. I know in our dynasty, it, it, it has huge impact. Uh, one team has Jefferson and um, and Cook, and the other one has Kamara. Yes, so, I do have Kamara. It, yes, it, yeah, yes, you do, uh, courtesy of me. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but nonetheless, I mean, you're absolutely right. Huge names, huge. Um, there'll be a lot of um, a tone-setting game, if you will, for your fantasy week. A lot of people will know where they stand Friday night if they have players going into this game. If you have a Dalvin Cook or an Alvin Kamara or Jefferson Jefferson or an Adam Thielen and they come up and get you less than what they're projected, you're going to be 
on pins and needles the rest of the week. If they come out and explode, you're going to feel really good about yourself. Right. Um, you said that you think New Orleans wins by a touchdown. Would that imply that you think Alvin Kamara is going to be the high point scorer in this game? Um, outside of the quarterbacks, yeah, I think Kamara is going to be. I think Kamara is going to have to ball out in order to get past Minnesota. I I think I think New Orleans wins. I think their defense is just a little stouter um, than Minnesota. I might say it, it, it even comes down to a field goal late. Um, but I think the MVP, the high scorer this week, is going to be Adam Thielen who is going to be the beneficiary of Justin Jefferson drawing Marcus Lattimore, or Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, I would, I would assume Jefferson would have to draw him with how good he's been lately. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now let's move right hang on. Hang on, before we move, I want to hit one thing. Do you start New Orleans defense against Minnesota? Uh, they've been? Yes, they're top five defense fantasy, top ten defense fan- for a reason. Uh, they're the number five. So yes, I I think I think I start them, um, and I I think you you've ridden them all year. There's no reason to change that up now. Um, yeah, I start them. I, do I start Minnesota's defense? Not a no, chance. No, not a chance. Uh, let's roll into Saturday games. Yeah, got a triple header Saturday. The first beautiful, one of beautiful. Uh, first one of which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. Um, man, uh, Matthew Stafford. On the Detroit side is is playing through almost every injury you can imagine for a quarterback. He's got a thumb issue. Uh, he's got torn rib cartilage now. He's got a knee issue. Um, and with that being said, I'm most definitely firing up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense this week. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. is coming off a top three performance this week. And Tampa Bay's missing their uh, – could possibly be missing their number one corner also. Absolutely. Um, again, it's championship weeks fo- week, folks. The the old saying "start your studs" never never has been more true than it is in Championship Week. You start the guys that got you to where you're at. Um, so as far as that goes, if you've been riding DeAndre Swift, you probably have to play him. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, you probably have to play him even after the bad week he just had. Um, on the opposite side, you're starting Tom Brady, um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Um, how are we feeling about Leonard Fournette this week, Walker? I think Ronald Jones is still out, so I think you you have to start Leonard Fournette. <laughs> that looked like it tasted pretty bad coming out of your mouth. Um, like trying to talk to Kling. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a hot take. You're going to start Leonard Fournette. Um, I think Tampa Bay wins this game pretty easily. Um, I, I think this might be a double-digit win for Tampa Bay. Um I think their defense is the MVP of this game. I could see their defense hanging up multiple sacks and possibly a couple turnovers. So I'm going to roll with uh, Tampa Bay's defense in this one. I'm going to roll with uh, Tampa Bay winning and a pretty good game. Um, I, I say good game, but I think it's a good game for Tampa Bay. And uh, Please say Leonard Fournette's your guy. I, no, God, heavens no. Uh, I'm going to go with the old-timer here. Oh, Antonio Brown, I think, is going to find that end zone uh, twice this week. I like Antonio Brown this week, Uh, especially with Detroit's both their corners banged up. Absolutely, absolutely. That'd be uh, Jeff Okuda and uh, uh, Desmond Trufant. Yes, yes. Okay. So this uh, this, the the, the second game of uh, Saturday kind of hits me, little home. Uh, NFC uh, matchup between the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Start your studs, guys. We can't say it enough. Start your studs. Hopkins, be fine. Murray, be fine. 
Um, Drake. Drake. Uh, Drake will be fine. Drake will be fine. Brandon Ayuk. Yes, have to. Depot's not there. Brandon Ayuk's going to draw Patrick Peterson. Does that change anything for you? I, no, they'll find a way to get him the football, <laughs> especially with all the running backs banged up. They'll find a way to get Ayuk to football. If, 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 if George Kittle suits up and plays this week, where are we at with George Kittle? Uh, it, it's George Kittle. You have to start him if he plays. Unfortunately, you have to. You, you, you used a high pick on him. And it's George Kittle. He'll he'll come out. He's he's been wanting to play what two weeks now, and they haven't let him go. Put George Kittle in your lineup. Yeah, I, I think I'm in agreement. If he plays, you have to get him on the field. Uh, I, I know there hasn't been any uh, news break yet this week of whether or not they expect to have him. Uh, last I looked today, he was still uh, pr- not likely um, for this week. So it, it'll definitely be interesting to see. If he finds the field, if he does, you got to start him. Um, if he, I'm going to go two different ways here. If if George Kittle plays, George Kittle is the MVP and San Fran wins. If George Kittle does not play, Arizona wins and Christian Kirk is the MVP. Well, I like Christian Kirk there. I like him. I do like that pick. Um, I think Arizona wins regardless if Kittle or or Kittle plays or not, um, Arizona's got to keep pace in that conference um, if they want any chance of staying. And uh, I think Hopkins is going to be your MVP. Um, Hopkins has uh, shown he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, and I don't think there's anybody on San Fran that can really slow him down. I do agree. I understand Sherman's there, but Sherman ain't as good as he once was. Yeah, he's getting up there in age and back half of his career now. And so coming off, uh, he's still, you know, he yeah. tore his ACL a couple Absolutely. years ago. So, Absolutely. So so you think Hopkins in Arizona. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the nightcap, the, the Saturday night game, um, the Miami Dolphins versus the Las Vegas Raiders um, should be Tua Tagovailoa versus Marcus Mariota. Um not necessarily the headline anybody would have expected there starting the season. Um, but you got your Josh Jacobs. You got your um, Henry Ruggs if he's back. You got your Darren Waller. Um, pretty high-powered offense on the Vegas side of things. Uh, Miami, uh, you got your Miles Gaskin. You've got your Salvin Ahmed. You've got your Devontae Parker if he's back. You got Mike Jacecki if he's back. Um, is there anybody you're sitting on either side of that? I that defense in Miami's been crazy. I don't like starting either receiver, but I will start Waller. But those two receivers, I would try to fade. Now, if you're Miami's coaching staff, um, Xavier Howard is probably the best corner in football at this very moment. Yes. Do you try to match him up and, and have him shadow Waller, possibly? I mean that. I mean that could be a thing. Uh, I don't think he will. I think they're going to have a match up against um, uh, Rugs. Rugs. To just try to slow him down and, and shut him down and make them beat them with Waller. I think that linebacking core is, is good enough to hold Waller in, in contention, but I do love Waller this week. I think he sees double-digit targets and possibly double-digit catches. Okay, fair enough. Now, it is also worth noting that Las Vegas does have two burner receivers. Nelson Aguilar is also a deep ball threat, and we've seen him stretch the field numerous times a day. So it'll be interesting to see if if Xavion Howard's matched up with with um, Rugs if if Nelson Aguilar possibly stretches the field a couple times. Um, 
I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Miami wins. Miami's pretty much in a, in a spot where if they win, they're in in the playoffs. Um, and I, I think I think Miami gets it done. And I, I got to say, if he plays, Mike Jacecki's the MVP for me. Okay. All right, I like it. I'm going to go with Miami winning, but I think Waller's going to be the MVP. I, I, I think he gets double-digit catches. I think he finds the end zone. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Howard possibly shadow Aguilar just to shut down Aguilar and make the rookie – and Waller beat him. Well, now remember, on opposite side of the field, they do have Byron Jones, who's no slouch. Correct. So that'll still be it'll be an interesting matchup to see if Marcus Mariota can can get the ball to these guys. They're, they are going to get open. Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar will get open. There'll be separation. It'll be interesting to see if Marcus Mariota can get the ball to him. I wouldn't be surprised for Mariota to be a top 10 QB this week using his legs. Yes, it's a tough matchup, and yes, he probably will throw an interception or two. But he does have the legs and everything else. Heck, we've already seen him throw a pass and catching himself for a touchdown. And he so. he, he is fresh too. He's you know he's not had any hits on him this year uh, up until last week, so he should be semi fresh. Yep. All right. So back so back to our Sunday slate, which is somewhat normal. Um, first game of the week, you've got your Cleveland Browns versus the New York Football Jets. With that one win against the Rams, the Rams, uh, the Rams. Uh, are probably going to be receiving a uh, fruit basket for Christmas from Dabo Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence, uh, saving probably uh, from Seattle too. <laughs> probably for saving uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence from going to the Jets. Um, uh, start your Browns. Start your Browns. Um, <sighs> Jamison Crowder. I, I'm starting at this point. I believe he's earned it. Um, I want to say he had six receptions for 66 yards somewhere in that neighborhood um, against uh, the tough Miami defense. So uh, I, I believe you're, you're probably going to get him in there if you've had him this year. I like Sam Darnold also this week. Uh, Sam Darnold possibly. Uh, I, I do believe Miles Garrett gets to Sam Darnold a few times this week. Uh, we'll see if uh, Cleveland can make Sam Darnold see some ghosts. Um, I, I, think, I think it was a fluke. You're not going to see the Jets win another game this year. Uh, I, I think Cleveland wins this pretty handedly, and I think uh, Nick Chubb is the the MVP. Okay, yeah, I do. I definitely think Cleveland wins this very handedly. I think uh, Cleveland wants to win that division, and that and they do have a shot to win it now. It's Pittsburgh's giving it away. Yeah, um, I think they win it pretty easily. I like the Nick Chubb call. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Javaris Landry okay. will be the MVP of that game. Okay. Um, I would have been on that same train. I was thinking Austin Hooper initially, um, but I do think Cleveland gets up early, so I think Nick Chubb's going to be tasked with running that clock out in the second half. Which of, he's of very, game. very good at. Absolutely. Um, next game, New York football Giants versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson's playing some amazing football. Um, here still down the stretch, still can't throw. Still not Jalen Hurts. Don't get it <laughs> twisted. He's still not Jalen Hurts, um, but he is a is an amazing running back that plays at the quarterback position. Um, you know, you saw Mark Andrews with a touchdown this week. Miles Boykin, uh, J.K. Dobbins got it going on the ground a little bit, um, and on the opposite side of the ball, New York didn't look very good uh, last week. I, I think going into this week. Baltimore's kind of clicking on all cylinders when it matters most. I think I'm veering away from anything in the New York Giants jersey this week, um, including their defense. 
I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to go with Baltimore to win it. And I'm going to say it before you can. J.K. Dobbins is the is the MVP. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for stealing my MVP. Mark Andrews is the MVP since i got to come up with one here. Outside, I think Andrews has a very good game. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson's doing Lamar Jackson things. He would be amazing running back to own. Um, it's a new era of football. I want to put this out here. Uh, it's a new era of football. If you don't have a, a quarterback that has the running ability, you're probably playing from behind in Dynasty. So you do need to – Next year's be looking at that dynasties uh, in any drafts. league, really any yeah. league. If you're if you don't have a quarterback that can move and avoid sacks and uh, can pick up first downs with his legs, you're you are like Walker said, you're you're playing an old school version of football, and you need to get a mobile quarterback. Even even if your quarterback's like a Joe Burrow who doesn't look to run first but can run. Or Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's yeah. another one. That's what you got to look for in your drafts. Or in your rookie drafts and in dynasty leagues and all that, you've got to have a quarterback that's willing to run. You're not your big Ben's can't just get it done anymore. Your Philip Rivers are struggling <laughs> to keep points. Matt up. Ryan, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, um, those guys, those guys, they're still great quarterbacks. Absolutely, still and they're fun, great. Still fun to watch. Still can put up light up fantasy scoreboards with the best of them. They just don't do it as often as some of these other guys who can move and, and score with their legs. Absolutely. Uh, hit us with this next game. Uh, you got the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's on, what, a three-game losing streak? Yeah. And Indy is firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Um, I- I'm starting my T.Y. Hiltons. I'm starting Phillip Rivers. I'm starting Naeem Hines. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. Pittsburgh side, I'm starting Chase Claypool. Maybe Deontay Johnson. And I guess you have to start James Conner if he's there. Indianapolis extends Pittsburgh's losing streak to four games this week, and Jonathan Taylor's the MVP. I agree with them extending the losing streak. I like the Jonathan Taylor MVP. I'm fading a lot of uh, fantasy players in this game. Uh, that's, those are two tough defenses. Honestly, if you want my MVP, it's going to be one of these defenses. I think it's the Indianapolis Colts. I think they get to Big Ben. I think they force Big Ben to be uncomfortable. I'm fading a lot of fantasy here. you got to start your studs. Uh, your, your Claypool's done it. Um, honestly, I think it's going to be a dart throw. Which receiver gets it done against Indy? Because Indy does have a very, very good defense. Um, I, I, you start your Jonathan Taylors. Uh, T.Y. Is, is a flex start. Um, he wouldn't be my first choice, but he's definitely not my last choice. Um, but I'm fading. I'm, I'm going to try to fade a lot of this this fantasy uh, players in this matchup. Um, those are two tough defenses. I think the Colts' defense is your MVP of that game. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Moving right along, uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Houston Texans. Um <laughs> <laughs> Similar to last game, what you just said, you're going to fade a lot of a lot of fantasy in this game or that game. I'm fading a lot of fantasy in this game, and it's not because of the defense on the opposite side. It's because of how bad each offense has been. Um, man, you got a feel for Deshaun Watson. The guy's playing at MVP level. Um, he's got you know receivers dropping wide open passes. He's got Kiki Kuti fumbling on the one yard line to score the game tying touchdown. Um, Man, I really don't even want to pick a winner in this game, um, but it's hard to pick against Deshaun Watson. So I'm going to go Houston, and David Johnson's the MVP who exploded um, last week with receptions from, from, from Deshaun Watson. 
I think you start uh, both running backs in that game there. Uh, Houston's ranked 31st against the run. Sure. So, I think Giovanni Bernard will find – will find. you got to start T. Higgins and, and A.J. Green and, and um, I don't Tyler Boyd. Start, I don't know if I'd start A.J. Green, especially if Ryan – If playing. Tyler Boyd's out, I think you start A.J. Yeah, Green. Yeah, if Tyler Boyd is out, I guess he did go down with the yeah. concussion. I forgot about that. I didn't even watch that play. Um, I, I, I agree with the David Johnson uh, MVP and Houston winning. There's not a whole lot I love in that game. Um, Deshaun Watson is obviously will be the highest scorer in that game, but David Johnson will be outside of the quarterback. Do we just agree on an MVP? Surprisingly, yes, and I try not to. Hey, it's I don't okay like sometimes. It's okay sometimes. Um, two more games in the in the twelve o'clock slate. You got the Chicago Bears at at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, <laughs> if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I might forfeit before the game starts just to not mess up my chance at Trevor Lawrence. Um, you wouldn't want to accidentally win a game right. um, and, and shoot yourself in the foot from getting a possible franchise-saving quarterback, uh, especially when the mayor of Jacksonville comes out and tweets, uh, the Jets just saved our team's future uh, with a picture of Trevor Lawrence in it. Um, Chicago wins. Uh, David Montgomery's probably the MVP at the way he's been playing here as of late. Um I think Mitch Trubisky has a good game, and it wouldn't surprise me to see a defensive touchdown either. Well, we got to agree again. Bears win. I'm not starting anything on Jacksonville's side. Uh, James Robinson, if he plays, you start. James Robinson, if he plays. Uh, DJ Chark is the most appealing to me, but, jeez, that Bears defense can can and will get it done against Jacksonville. And Monty will be the MVP because I think they get up early. And Monty salts it, around, salts it away late. Absolutely love it. Last game of the 12 o'clock slate, uh, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, possible possible for both teams to light the scoreboard up here. Um, if it goes anyway as it, as it has this whole season, Atlanta will be up 50 points at halftime and lose by 60. Thanks, um, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is another game where there's a load of talent involved. Um, you're starting your Calvin Ridley. If Julio plays, you have to start Julio. Um, obviously, against Atlanta's defense, you're not sitting anything in Kansas City jersey. Um, I think Kansas City wins because the Falcons can't close out a game and their defense can't catch a cold. Um, I think Calvin Ridley's the MVP of the game. He puts up the most points. Um, yeah, I uh... – I called your Falcons winning last week, and they uh, let me down in the fourth quarter. They should have won. They should have, um, but they let uh, Father Time beat them. Yes, they did. Um, I like the uh, Chiefs to win, and uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be the high scorer. I, I will say, if I if if I couldn't pick Calvin Ridley to be the MVP of this game, I would most definitely say Tyreek Hill. I don't think Atlanta's defense has anybody fast enough to keep up with um, with Tyreek. We do have Deion Jones, who's one of the better linebackers in coverage, who should match up with Travis Kelsey this week. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see Travis Kelsey still go off because he does every week. But if I couldn't pick Calvin Ridley, my pick would be Travis Kelsey or uh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. All right, let's get into these moving right along. Yeah, moving right along into the three o'clock game. Oh, we met Carolina Washington. Is a three o'clock game, is it? Oh, not? I have it as a noon game. It could be three o'clock. Uh, well, let's just for the sake of <laughs> of not arguing, we'll just Carolina and Washington. We'll start off with that. 
Um, Was- Is there anything to talk about? Washington's defense. Okay. Uh, and J.D. I, McKissick of Gibson. I believe there is one thing you want to talk about for sure here. What's that? CMC. Who's your tight end play of the week? Oh, yeah, Logan Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Logan Thomas is a star here. Um, I don't think Carolina can cover anything. Uh, their defense has stepped up, but I just don't. I don't think think they can. Uh, yeah, I like Logan Thomas this week. He's my, he's my MVP. Um, sorry, I'm I'm not big on tight ends. Uh, you, you, so you think uh, uh, Washington wins? Yeah, I think Washington wins. Carolina easily. upsets Washington this week. Uh, Carolina looked really impressive um, against Green Bay last week. Um, they stayed in that game, which I honestly thought they were going to get blown out. I think Carolina has the poss- or the capability to put more points on a scoreboard than a Dwayne Haskins-led Washington team. Um, so, like Washington's defense can put up more points than Carolina. Very possible. <laughs> I, very possible. Um, I just, for whatever reason, my gut tells me Carolina wins this game. And, again, for whatever reason, my gut tells me DJ Moore is the guy this week. All right. Um, Denver uh, Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm starting everything on both sides. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little less appeased um, with the Chargers matchup. They play the tougher defense in this game. Um, but your Eckler is going to get get it done. Keenan Allen's going to get it done. Uh, Mike if Williams. Keenan Allen plays and he doesn't pull the okie doke. Okay. Um, Justin Herbert has looked too good. Um, on the opposite side of the ball, Drew Locke's been playing some good football as of late. Um, I, I I have to go with the Chargers. Well, I have to go with – gosh. I think the Chargers win. Eckler's the MVP. Does that give you a little bit of time to – I think Eckler's the MVP. I wouldn't be a bit shocked to see this game end in a tie. Um, <laughs> The one good thing I can say about the Chargers is they've been just as good, if not better, than blow, at blowing leads on the Falcons this year. Um, and Drew Locke's made it. Drew Locke's been good second half of the season. Second uh, half of games, too. Been second half out. of games. I think Denver wins, but I think Eckler's my MVP. Okay. Um, got a divisional matchup um, for the next one. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm starting my Dallas receivers. Even Michael Gallup at this point has looked really good with Andy Dalton. Um, if one of the receivers has looked bad with Dalton, it's been Cooper to this point. But you drafted him so high, you have to play him. Um, Dalton Schultz has looked good as of late. Um, I'm starting whether it's Zeke or, or Tony Pollard. I'm starting him uh, on the opposite side of the ball. I'm starting everybody. Everybody looks great in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Um, Philadelphia wins. And we're going to turn back time one more time this week. Alshon Jeffries, the MVP. Oh, wow. Um, Philly's defense ranked 15 against quarterbacks, so I think Andy Dalton may struggle with that pass rush there. I think Philly wins, and I think Miles Sanders is your MVP. All right, fair enough. Last game of the 3 o'clock slate, um, you got the Los Angeles Rams coming off that butt whipping to the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Playing another team in their conference that also lost to a New York football team this year, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, my gut tells me that the Rams come fired or come out fired up um, after <coughs> being completely embarrassed last week. Um, 
Seattle did leapfrog them for the lead in the division because of that loss. Um, so there's some big, uh, big impact in this game. Both teams are going to make the playoffs. Yes. Um, Seattle's already clinched, so the Rams have already clinched. Also. So it, it's just going to come down to which one of them gets the division and the home field advantage. Gets the three seed right now. Yes. Um, so I think I think Cam Akers not being there is going to hurt them. Um, Walker, you're going to like this. I think Seattle gets it done. Um, I think the outside corners are just too good. I'm going to say Chris Carson's the MVP this week. Okay. Um, Seattle's been playing a lot better on defense. Uh, They had a rough outing against the Rams last time. Uh, Russell Wilson seems to uh, play a little down when – the Rams come to town. But this week, we're in Seattle. Clinch division possibility. Russell Wilson loves that pressure. I think Russell Wilson comes out and does Russell Wilson things this week. I think Seattle takes it. Obviously, it'll be a heart attack game for me, just like every Seattle game is, unless we play the Jets. And I think Seattle takes it. I think Tyler Lockett is poised for one more blowout game. Okay, fair enough. Um, Sunday night game is the best game of the week, in my opinion. Ooh, it's a beautiful game. Um, it's it's at Green Bay, Tennessee at Green Bay. Cold weather. The stiff arm is going to be extra f- effective from Derrick Henry. I don't. I don't want to tackle him in the. Cold. I'm not. I don't want to tackle him if it's 95 and sunny, uh, <laughs> let alone 20 degree blistering winds at seven o'clock in in a cold Green Bay um, uh, at Lambeau Field. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, realistically, um, both defenses are kind of middle of the road. Um, both defenses have some good aspects and some bad aspects. Um, I'm definitely starting everybody on either side of the ball here. Um, I'm starting my Ryan Tannehill, my A.J. Brown, my Corey Davis, my Derrick Henry. Um, opposite side, I'm, I'm starting my Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Tennessee pulls it off. And beats Green Bay because there's Green Bay is all year has been pretty suspect against the run, and they have one of the best running backs in the, in recent years coming into town, coming off great performances. Um, Derrick Henry's as hot as they come right now. Um, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Derrick Henry rush for 200 yards and a couple of scores this week. Yeah. Um- so the Titans have been suspect against the pass. So I think Devontae Adams will have a huge game. Um, they're 28th against the wide receivers. So I, th- I, would, I would venture to say uh, Alan Azard and MVS, I'm not sure which one, but if you got a gut feeling on which one might take over, I would possibly t- put them in your flex. I think you start everything in this game that, that you can. I think it will be a high-powered, high-scoring affair. And I think Derrick Henry does have his best game of the year. I think he ends up running back number one. So I think Derrick Henry could win somebody some championships. Derrick Henry will win somebody some championships. Um, Derrick Henry's probably the last, since fantasy playoffs have started, carried some people, whether they were the four, five, six seed, much further than they should have made it with if Derrick Henry was just having average games. Um, he's been a stud. Yes. Um, Monday night game, um, Buffalo Bills traveling to New England. Um, 
this is another one I don't want to spend a ton of time on. Stephon Gilmore's out this week. Um, I think Buffalo gets it done. Still not comfortable. Yes, Devin Singletary had a 51-yard touchdown run this week. Uh, I'm still not comfortable starting anything in a in the uh, way. Sorry of, uh, for Buffalo. guys that lost with Devin Singletary ripping off a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, I, I'm still not starting a, a single um, Buffalo Bill running back. New England, I, I have a hard time starting anything on that side of the ball against the Buffalo defense. Um, I think Buffalo wins this pretty easily. Uh, I shouldn't say easily. Bill Belichick always finds a way to keep his teams in games. Um, but I still do think Buffalo wins it pretty well, and Stefan Diggs is the MVP. I think Buffalo wins it pretty easily because Belichick, for the first time in a long time, has been eliminated from the playoffs Absolutely. already. So I think he's going to get out if they fall – 10 to 14 points behind. I think you might see Bilicek start to throw some things out there. Jared Stenham should get some run this week. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of different players on the New England side. Possibly new wide receivers, new running backs, new quarterback, which they need. Uh, Defensive players. I think you're going to see a lot. So maybe Bilicek can see what he has for next year. Uh, See what he really needs to focus on in free agency and in the draft. I don't feel comfortable starting anybody on the New England side of the ball. Now, I want to put this out here. Last time Josh Allen played New York. Now, mind you, Stephon Gilmore, New England, sorry. Uh, last time Stephon Gilmore did play, he is out this week. Josh Allen threw 18 times, had 11 completions for 154 yards. He had 14 fantasy points. It was his worst outing of the year. So, New England has and has a history of getting to Josh Allen and making him feel a little uncomfortable. 18 pass attempts is extremely low. I think Josh Allen it will bounce back. But remember, he did have his worst game against New England. Um, my MVP of this game is uh, Stephon Diggs, I think. Has to be. Wait a minute, hang on. I'm going to go out on a limb. Cole Beasley. Is, okay. Beasley. is the Bees playing still? Yes. Um, so, I, 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 that's fair. I, but I do think um, – Buffalo is going to come in and say it's our time to be the bully of the division, and they're going to put a whooping on um, New England just to let them know, hey, we're here to stay. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's talk about our guys. Real quick week. before we get into our guys, um, we're going to get, go through our guys really fast, and then we're going to kind of give you guys a heads up of what to look forward to from us in the offseason. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so who do you have as your quarterback of the week and why? My quarterback of the week is Baker Mayfield. I think he has an amazing matchup this week. He's got um, the New York Jets. Thank you. He's got the New York Jets. Nothing there on defense. I think Baker Mayfield comes out. He balls out. He gets that dub. And he, he puts his team in position to possibly take over that division this week. I like it. Um, my my uh, quarterback of the week is uh, Deshaun Watson. Again, we talked about him having a good matchup against that Cincinnati defense, and uh, there not being a lot there. So, uh, in terms of getting it done and finding a way to win. Deshaun Watson's going to have to put the team on his back. I think he gets a rushing touchdown as well as a couple passing. Okay. What, what do you got for running back? Uh, my running back of the week is Nick Chubb uh, for the same reason you said Baker Mayfield. Um, there's absolutely nothing in um, New York's uh, defense that scares me. Uh, I, I believe that the, the, the Cleveland Browns get up to a, a lead, playing some great football right now, and Josh Jacobs is going to get a lot of garbage time uh, points this week. Absolutely. My running back is Miles Sanders. They play that Dallas Cowboy uh, defense that's been suspect against the run, ranked 26 against running backs. Uh, Jalen Hurts has really opened it up for him. Um, I think Miles Sanders comes out and has his best game of the year and is – I think Derrick Henry's your RB1 yeah, at the I end. Agree. 
But I think Miles Sanders will be right there at your two and three spot. He's my top. Player. I was just getting ready to say it's it's odd that when we talked about the Tennessee Green Bay game, we both said Derrick Henry would be the MVP, have his best game of the season possibly, and neither one of us picked him as our running back of the week. Well, that's because he's always the running back of the week. True. All right, who do you got for your wide receiver? <laughs> my wide receiver, I, I came out, I said it when we talked about Seattle. I think Tyler Lockett is poised for another blow-up game. I think Tyler Lockett will be a, a, a top play this week. Okay. Um Mine's going to be Stephon Diggs Monday night. Um, no Stephon Gilmore. Again, I said I think the Buffalo Bills come out and say this is our division now, and Josh Allen uh, puts it on uh, New England in the, in the way of, of Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. My tight end, I'll go in with the tight end. My tight end is Logan Thomas. I already said it. I think Logan Thomas might be the only thing that is uh, keeping uh, Washington's offense afloat. Um, he had double-digit targets, double-digit catches this past week. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to be a top tight end this week. Okay, I like it. Uh, my tight end of the week is Mike Um uh, uh, My reason behind that is uh, you could definitely tell Tua missed him this last week. Um, Tua had to take it upon himself to get it done with the, the, <clears throat> the ground. Ran two touchdowns in this week. What Didn't have his favorite target out there. Uh, I think Mike Gisecki comes out. And Tua comes out, and they, uh, they they get it done. A couple touchdowns for Mike Jacecki. So, <clears throat> all right, so this is the last week in 95% of leagues. Um, We're still going to break down games next, next week, week for your Week yes. 17 championships. If you, if for those of you that are still playing in, in uh, fantasy next week, um, you probably will see us break down playoff games as we move through the playoffs in the NFL. Um, for those of you who do uh, daily light lineups, yeah. um, those of you who are in um, fantasy playoff leagues, which do exist. Um, but as the season ends, um, <clears throat> you're going to see Walker and I break down um, the, the, the position leaders. Um, as that, after we get done with that, you'll see us talk about team needs for the team, uh, each individual NFL team moving into the draft and free agency. We'll break down um, rookies. We'll break down the free agent class. Um, after we get through with that, you'll see Walker and I do our own projections um, for uh, skill players. Uh, you won't see us break down linemen uh, offensively, um, but you will see Walker and I um, come out with our own uh, player rankings, um, where we view players at. Um, we're going to hit you with a lot of mock drafts. Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of content this offseason that I feel truly believe and stand by when I say we will help you win a championship next year or place higher next year um, if you're willing to stick with us and give us a listen. Um, definitely going to be um, some guests uh, at some point during the offseason. We'll get some other guys in here so there's some fresh voices for you. Um, we are it's still intending to do that giveaway. Uh, probably this off season we will do something. We're still trying to come up with what it's going to be uh, that we give away. But we are leaning towards some kind of autographed memorabilia, um, whether it's a football or a jersey or, or something, mini helmet. Um, so definitely drop us suggestions for that. Um, is there anything else that I missed that you think we'll do this off season? We're, we're also going to hit uh, one of the main things I do want to talk about is we're going to hit some of the rises and fallers of like uh, where you had your first round draft picks that fell down. Or will they rebound? We're definitely going to talk about that rebound, uh, rebound candidates, uh, comeback fantasy players. Um, so yeah, definitely ke- uh, keep my keep guys, we'll my have, guys, my guys, and we'll have busts yeah. that we think you should stay away from deep sleepers. Um, there's going to be a ton of information 
Uh, I, I know I speak for both of us when I say we're doing our homework. We're doing our best to put out the best content to you guys week in and week out. Um, so definitely stay tuned. Uh, there's going to be a lot of can't-miss stuff this off offseason. Um, definitely going to be a lot of stuff added to the Facebook page in the offseason. Um, so always, uh, we appreciate feedback. Anything you want us to talk about uh, in the offseason, anything you want to see as a possible giveaway, be sure to go on that Facebook page, give us a like. Drop us a comment or a question. Uh, we're, we're available most any time to answer those as best we can. Yeah. Um, good luck to everybody this week. Go get you that ring. Go get you that trophy. Go get you that money. Get you that third place finish. Finish as best as you can. Even if you're in the last place game, set your best lineup possible. Do it for pride. Do it for pride. Don't You don't want to take home the toilet bowl trophy. Um also, another thing that I failed to mention when we talked about this offseason, Walker and I are going to look at putting together a listener league next year that will be uh, possibly a live draft that we do on the podcast. Absolutely. Try to get some listeners involved. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know. It'll be a 10-man league, I'm sure. So as soon as it fills up, we'll shut it down. Um, so get us, get us uh, uh, if you're interested, get at us quick because um, I'm sure it will fill um, and as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.